0: Let's go, make no excuses now, I'm talking here and now, I'm talking here and now, here and now. let's go, your time is running. Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. And of course, as you're leading a healthy lifestyle, when you're leading a healthy lifestyle, and things are going great, you feel great. But oftentimes, when things aren't going so great, you might experience some symptoms, some uncomfortable symptoms. And as someone who helps individuals get their eating on track, I can tell you that a common symptom that I am faced with with clients is upset stomachs. Uh, There's a lot of upset stomachs out there. Uh, and, And to tie in with this, we have IBS, we have IBC, we have all sorts of intestinal issues? Well, it boils down to the gut. and uh, the, the the name gut, the definition gut, defines your entire, Uh, digestive system. So I want to uh, explain that when I say gut because, you know, we we grew up at a time, many of us, where the the word gut uh, meant your your midsection. And so from the medical standpoint, gut includes your digestive system uh, from your intestines, your large intestines, your stomach, your gallbladder, the whole bit. So, so what happens if you don't have good gut health? Well, clearly with our eating patterns and with all of the different types of diets out there, we might have some symptoms that may be uncomfortable after we eat. Well, there is a term that I'd like to uh, explain to everyone. And it, the term of this is intestinal permeability. Uh, And this is a term that some of you might be familiar with because it is a definition that oftentimes you might be uh, known to to be uh, discussed with a a doctor. Um, And this is what happens to your small intestine when it becomes damaged. Now, now, what happens in a case like this? I know it sounds horrific if your small intestines become damaged, but 56% of Americans actually do have intestinal permeability. Um, this is when undigested food or particles, toxic waste products, and bacteria could leak through the intestines and flood into the bloodstream. So, so the way I like to explain it is it's almost like your uh, your lining of your intestines is, is not sealed tight and the bacteria could leak in Um, And it can also leak out. And so what happens uh, in these cases is the bacteria goes into your blood and it causes an autoimmune response. And this will lead to inflammation. And we all know what inflammation is. (laughs) Inflammation could lead to allergic reactions such as migraines, irritable bowel, uh, eczema, chronic fatigue, Food allergies, rheumatoid arthritis, and more. So, if now your ears have perked up, uh, I will continue to explain how this might actually impact you. Uh, With leaky gut uh, our our damaged cells in our intestines don't produce the right enzymes needed for proper digestion. Now this doesn't mean that you're not digesting your food, it just means that your body can't absorb all of the nutrients uh, that it once was able to, which could lead to hormonal imbalances and a weakened immune system. Now what what would cause this? Um, well, I'm sure you're all sitting around going, hmm. I wonder if I have this leaky gut and and what could I do to prevent it well in most cases leaky gut is caused by our diet uh, and for me I can tell you that uh, i I did experience this leaky gut I do have a celiac so so somebody that does consume uh, something that they are allergic to will experience this leaky gut uh, so so gluten Soy, dairy uh, were the invaders for my body, and uh, my body was not able to fight these things off. So when I ate these foods, my body went into war. Uh, It produced antibodies, which then triggered an immune response that included all sorts of fun symptoms. (laughs) But leaky gut can also be caused by medications, antibiotics, antibiotics, Steroids and even overuse of over-the-counter pain relievers such as aspirin, acetaminophen, and these things can all irritate the intestinal lining. So when you when you read on the back of your uh, aspirin container, your Tylenol container, the dosage amounts, it's really important that you stick with those dosage amounts because these are the things that could actually create this intestinal permeability. So so what happens then? If you do enter this phase of intestinal permeability? Well, a well, couple things. Um, there, The intestines is, is a very uh, interesting uh, organ. Uh, once the intestines is compromised, uh, there are tight junctions in between the intestinal wall. And so I want you to kind of picture these uh, junctions almost like bricks, bricks in a building, right? So the bricks are nice and tight. Well, once you have this uh, permeability, these junctions, become loose. So picture the mortar and the bricks uh, becoming separated. And so now we have all sorts of bacteria, all sorts of germs that could enter in there. And so this leaky gut is uh, proposed to be a gastro intestinal disorder that affects the lining of your intestines. And so when you do have all of these germs that come in, uh, that's when you're going to start to experience all of these symptoms. And uh, what we call that is gut dysbiosis. So now you're getting this whole uh, science lesson. So dysbiosis is when you don't have a good balance of good bacteria and bad bacteria. So, so I'm going to kind of uh, cut in line here, and I'm going to introduce you to something that uh, you are all very familiar with. Uh, how many of you have heard of a probiotic? Mm, probiotics. So probiotics are actually good bacteria. Uh, and this is something that we all want to introduce to our body. So when we take in good bacteria, like a probiotic, like a yogurt, like a kefir, this is helping our body fight off all of the bad germs. And so we want to make sure that we have a good balance of the good germs and the bad germs. Introducing a probiotic will be beneficial to you because it will make sure that you have a balance of both the good bacteria and the bad bacteria, and keeping the bad bacteria under control. So so doesn't our body automatically fight off bad bacteria? Well, the thing is, a healthy immune system will do that. However, if we contaminate our body with too much exposure of bad bacteria and not enough good bacteria, this is going to create the gut dysbiosis, which means we're, we're just we're just not equal. We 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 have too many of the bad guys and not enough of the good guys. So this is going to increase your chances of the the intestinal. Uh, permeability. All right, so so let's talk about these membranes and what actually is going to break them down. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the foods uh, we have to take care of our diet, and uh, in order to do this, we have to really micromanage what we're eating. And I'm not going to give you a big talk on the carbs and the proteins and the fats. I'm going to let you off the hook for this. Instead, we're going to talk about chemicals, we're going to talk about additives, we're going to talk about preservatives. Because all of those things that you are taking in in your diet, um, and years and years and years of them compounded, are going to lead to these symptoms. And again, these symptoms are going to be allergies, uh, anxiety, blood pressure changes, digestive problems, extreme fatigue, which will lead to low blood sugar, memory issues, and joint pain, and eventually will go to autoimmune. So so let's uh, now kind of continue on with the junctions. Uh, when I was talking about those, those bricks that were tight side by side, um, uh, to be clear, can you replace the, the bricks, the murder in the bricks? Can you get that tightness back? You absolutely can. And the way you can do this is by removing the toxins that are in your diet. And I'm going to kind of go through that list right now. So drumroll, please. (coughs) The very first one is artificial sugars. So, sugar alcohols, and you might see these on the back of many of your labels. Protein bars are loaded with sugar alcohols. These are popular non-nutritive sweeteners. Sorbitol, mannitol, xyrotol, ethritol. Uh, these are fake sugars that taste like sugar, but your body does not consume them as sugar. Uh, these will create that intestinal permeability. So what sugars are okay to have? Uh, truly, a lot of research has been done. Monk fruit uh, is the only artificial sugar that will not permeate through that lining. So I'm not suggesting that you swipe out all artificial sweeteners, but I am saying that if you are experiencing a lot of these symptoms, that you should pay more attention to the amount that you're taking in. Uh, some other products. Uh, xanthium gum. Uh, xanthium gum is a, is a substance. It's, a, it's actually a, in the spice section of most grocery stores. And a lot of people that are gluten-free end up using xanthium gum because it is a product that will thicken uh, substances. We use it in baking goods, Uh, To create a thicker substance, uh, this will also do the same thing to the lining of your gut. Uh, Taking in too much sugar, natural sugar, taking in too much starch is another big one. Uh, Pesticides, toxins, petroleum's that are used to lubricate, heavy metals. Uh, If you're somebody that has a mouthful of fillings, and are experiencing a lot of these issues, uh, it might not hurt to get that checked out as well. Uh, UV exposure. If you live in a house that has a lot of UV exposure, um, that could be Uh, Another reason why you might be feeling all of these symptoms. It's not always just diet and bacteria in foods. Now, this was something that I found shocking because, uh, of course, we we try to keep our food as bacteria-free as possible. However, if you are somebody that heats up your food and reheats it, (laughs) takes a few bites and maybe needs to heat it up again, uh, you are really creating a lot of bacteria in the food because as it heats up, uh, then cools off and sits there and you reheat it up again, uh, that bacteria is going to grow. And if you are somebody that is going to take it to the next level, like I was doing, (laughs) and uh, perhaps not finishing your meal, uh, wrapping it up and putting it in the refrigerator and then reheating it, uh, you are increasing the chances of having bacteria in your food. Now, I want to clarify, this is different than leftovers. Uh, leftovers are something that you would have in uh, in, a, in a dish, a large dish, and you're not eating out of that large dish. You are using a uh, utensil to scoop it out, and you're putting it on dinner plates, and then you're not you're not going to then use your own spoon that you have eaten from uh... to go back into the the, the serving dish so so if you are doing that um, try to change that habit because you are adding bacteria to your food. Um, and uh, two more real big ones, antibiotic use, excessive antibiotic use. So, so our doctors, as they prescribe us antibiotics and as they uh, try not to over-prescribe us antibiotics, this is one of the leading causes in intestinal permeability. So, so don't push the issue. If you don't need the antibiotic, uh, go easy on that. And then finally, unfiltered water. Um, You want to make sure that your water is filtered and you want to make sure that it is coming from a really good source because we don't want to be taking in a ton of water um, and increasing the chances of that permeability uh, in our gut increasing. All right, so uh, the symptoms. Now, how how do you differentiate the difference between uh, having this leaky gut, having IBS, and having just uh, a headache, being chronically fatigued, uh, having joint pain, uh, difficulty concentrating. Well, I'm going to talk all about that. So uh, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am talking about gut health. So although these symptoms certainly overlap with many other health conditions, leading experts do believe that leaky gut actually contributes to their manifestation. While it's not clear if leaky gut is the cause of the symptom, it is and has been linked to irritable bowel syndrome, Crohn disease, celiac disease, uh, diabetes, and food allergies, amongst others. A peer-reviewed study suggested that increased intestinal permeability may actually contribute to the development of inflammatory bowel disease. Uh, and, and I know that IBS is a condition that is not necessarily tested for. Uh, we, we throw that term around. Uh, we, we go to the doctor. Doctor says, oh, you have IBS. It, there isn't an actual test that you can take, but there is a test that you can take to check the permeability of of your intestines, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. Now, what are the risk factors if you do have leaky gut? And I've had many people call me uh, with this diagnosis, upset because it, it is a is a very uh, awful name. You know, it sounds sounds very intimidating. Uh, so, so I'm going to tell you right now, it's not as horrible as it sounds. So, while experts don't know the exact causes of the syndrome, there are many risk factors that put and disrupt that gut microbiota and contribute to the increased intestinal permeability. And uh, some of these factors are as follows. Poor nutrition, which we talked about, infections, Uh, autoimmune disorders. So if you are somebody that does have uh, an autoimmune disease or are prone to it, um, this is a risk factor for you. Diabetes stress and an overabundance of alcohol consumption and so i want to kind of talk about the alcohol consumption Uh, so so obviously we all enjoy most of us enjoy having a drink here and there Uh, and to be clear having a drink here and there is not going to cause issues with your gut but by definition having more than two or three drinks a day, every day, consistently, um, is going to eventually uh, break down the lining of your uh, intestines. Uh, Alcohol is an abruptive substance and if you are taking that in regularly, every day, for years upon years upon years, um, your chances of this permeability are going to increase. And so with autoimmune diseases being a risk factor, the question of whether or not the leaky gut syndrome is the cause of the disease or if it's IBS, once again, becomes relevant since IBD, which is inflammatory bowel disease, is also an autoimmune disorder. So so let's talk about the test. Can you get tested or or should you get tested? Because that's the next question. Well, there is a diagnosis, and it's not impossible. But there is a specific test in order to determine your intestinal permeability, and uh, this this particular test is the mucosal barrier screening. And I know there's more tests, but this particular one uh, will test the barrier. Of your uh, lining, and uh, the way it works is truly—it's a blood test, which is shocking to me—but it tests the zonulin levels uh, in your in your bloodstream, and this is a protein that uh, is shows the permeability and the tight junctions in between those cells of your digestive tract. Um, you basically just prick your finger and uh, send it to the lab, and the lab will produce all of these numbers and it'll show you all sorts of scientific things that I'm not going to get into right now during this show. But uh, very interestingly, it will show how you are digesting your food. It will show if you are taking in the amount of protein if your body's actually absorbing it um, because just because you're eating it doesn't mean that it's actually absorbing it, which is very interesting. And and from a personal uh, standpoint, I did do this barrier screening and the first time that I did do this screening, uh, it showed that I was taking in, I was actually digesting very little of the protein that I was eating, which is astonishing because of the permeability issues that I was having. Again, uh, I do have five autoimmune diseases, so this was no surprise to me whatsoever. But once I added those lifestyle changes um, by making sure that I reduced uh, the processed foods, I eliminated some of the high fat foods and to be clear um, eating a healthy fat diet is okay uh eating an unhealthy fat diet with saturated fats is not okay and as i sit here today uh, yes, I am a, a healthy person, but I also lived a lot of years before I became the healthy person where I was eating high-fat foods. And so those years uh, had a big impact on my gut. Uh, refined oils, high-sugar foods, and foods that might trigger allergies or sensitivities, such as gluten or dairy. And uh, come to find out, uh, when I was 42, uh, I was diagnosed with celiac. So again, a lot of damage had been done. And of course, alcohol. And uh, anybody that knows me knows that I do enjoy my glass of red wine uh, each night, but try to keep it at a controllable a uh, sustainable limit. So, so additionally, uh, the doctor or registered dietitian may also recommend a low food map diet. And so, if you're not familiar with a food map diet, it's basically a diet that uh, is suggested for people that do have IBS or do have intestinal issues. And, and what this is, is it's a diet that uh, reduces the inflammatory items uh, that you're consuming. Uh, it is a diet that is rich in foods that aid in the growth of beneficial bacteria as well. So if you are unfamiliar with food mop diet and you want to know more about it, you can look it up on my website, www.getyoufit fitnessandnutrition.com, but to give you a little preview on that, some great options are fiber-rich foods, uh, lots of vegetables, and fermented vegetables, roots, fruit, sprouted seeds, fish, cultured dairy products. And uh, if you don't have dairy sensitivities, of course, um, you can have those dairy products. If you do have dairy sensitivities, then you do want to stay away from those. Uh, Your healthy fat should be in the form of your nuts and your seeds and your olive oils. And truly wanting to stay away from any type of additive preservative or chemical. Uh, MSG. Look for your labels. Look for that MSG. Look for the additives. Look for the preservatives. And another really big one, uh, cleaning supplies. Uh, Cleaning supplies are toxic. Um, If you look at your cleaning supplies, we, we don't expect your cleaning supplies to not be full of chemicals. Well, if you are somebody that uses these materials often. Um, It's suggested that you do wear gloves um, because it is going to get into your system. Our skin is porous. And if you are sticking your hands in bleach, uh, if you're sticking your hands in Windex, Mr. Clean, and all sorts of different types of chemicals, it's going to permeate uh, through your skin and it's eventually going to get into your gut, into your system. Uh, so so what you can also do is look up, and this might be news to many of you, but just look up uh, gut, leaky gut, and Cleaning supplies, and you're going to find all sorts of clean, green recommendations of products that don't have the added chemicals that will not impact your gut. Um, and so, on final note, I wanted to touch upon the sleep. Sleep regulates your immune system. Uh, it reduces inflammation. It regulates hun- hunger. Uh, it regulates your metabolism and your insulin sensitivity it also regulates your neurotransmitters so if you are somebody that's not sleeping well um, believe it or not that impacts your gut health Uh, your sleep correlates with your brain health it correlates with your hormone health your immune health and your metabolic health. So you can see that all of this ties together. So I hope that this helps, and I hope that this helps you have a happy gut. So enjoy the rest of your day. Simon